Humboldt. Last week. Hey, glad you're tuning in to Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. I love Humboldt. This is a way to hear highlights from Humboldt Last Week while you do stuff. Uh, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, KimKemp.com, and top podcast platforms. Please keep telling your friends. Like Humboldt Last Week on Facebook if you dig this. Connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Heads up, this sometimes features explicit content. Please do provide feedback to me. I love that. It makes this thing so much better. And if you're associated with the business and want to reach over a thousand people a week, please let me know. Partnership this week comes from Bongo Boy Studio, local band The Gatehouse Well just wrapped up recording their new album there. They've got their album release show coming up. That's the Gatehouse Well at the Sanctuary in Arcata on the 27th. And definitely look into where they recorded that album at bongoboystudio.com. Partnership also comes from Ferndale Music Company with Chris Smither playing at the Old Steeple on October 29th. Words for wisdom, we don't speak and smart enough from week to week. You can expect blues, folk, amazing guitar work, that gravelly voice. And here's something from the Associated Press, one of the absolute best singer-songwriters in the world. That's Chris Smither at the Old Steeple in Ferndale, October 29th. Tickets at ferndalemusiccompany.com. This is really hard. The three-year-old girl whose dad had initially saved her from drowning in Shasta Lake died after about a month in the hospital. This dad was so incredible what he did, diving into 70 feet of water, bringing her up. Her mom told Loco, she was her daddy's littlest, biggest fan and mama's buddy. She will be missed forever and never forgotten. Humble is sending all of its love to the Benzinger family. And I hope they know that Humble is there for them if they need anything. So hours before those devastating fires ignited across Northern California, a blaze went up near the Shell Station in Redway. As Kim Kemp pointed out, luckily that fire was taken care of quickly. Someone with the sheriff's office told her they arrested a guy for arson related to that one. Well, this controversial spot near Fortuna that could have been a pot farm was purchased and given to a local nonprofit. Huge chunk of land a little north of the friendly city of Fortuna looks like the pot people avoided a court process and sold the land. According to the journal, some nearby residents were concerned about the odor, road traffic, and crime surrounding a cannabis business. So these neighbors bought the land, gave it to Wild Souls Ranch, who help at-risk youth and help them take care of and appreciate horses. Looks like the move-in date is coming up in January. And Wild Souls moving from Lolita to Fortuna potentially means less mud, less weather exposure, and the potential to expand. Hey, do you remember last winter when cops shot at a runaway suspect over 40 times before they hit him just down from Denny's in the middle of Eureka? According to Loco, this Southern Humboldt suspect, Clayton Lazinski, has been found mentally incompetent to stand trial, and now they're waiting for a second opinion about that. Uh, at the time of his arrest, Guy reportedly said he thought the cops were gangbangers who had robbed him a while back. If convicted of all charges, Guy could go to prison for over half a century. Two kids were arrested for homicide in Arcata. Pretty sure I saw Kim Kemp's post about a helicopter flying around in relation to that one. According to the sheriff's office, a boy and a girl were taken in for this homicide of a man out in eastern Humboldt. So, 
I was on a walk in Eureka and I saw that mattress left in a corner. Someone took gold spray paint and wrote left by a fuckwad. I thought that was only in Humboldt's cup of tea, so I sent that over to them. Last I checked, that had over 200 reactions on Facebook. Glad people got something out of that. This one will make you smile. The nine-year-old girl raising money for the dad of her soon-to-be-born cousin, this fellow who needs a special wheelchair. Amaya raised all the money needed for that, surprising and impressing everyone here. She's the girl who did the lemonade stand in Ferndale. Uh, here's something from the piece Kim Kemp shared. Between Amaya's limitless faith and the community's love for Dave, you could truly feel the goodwill in the air. Humboldt doing what Humboldt does. Oh, hey, Eureka-raised guy doing the music for a new Stephen King movie. Mike Patton from Faith No More did the score for the new murderous Netflix movie 1922. It's got a fresh rating from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Last I checked, it was in the 80s. Perfect for Halloween, a Humboldtian getting in on some of that Stephen King action. Again, the flick is called 1922. It's on Netflix. Oh, a cool story about the Humboldt locals who sailed from here all the way to Kauai. According to Loco, they took about a month of their vacation to do that. The Eureka City Council is looking to work with Betty Chin on what they're calling Betty's PG&E Village south of the mall near the Eureka Waterfront Trail. It's pretty much set to be the next stop for people living in Betty's Blue Angel Village. Humboldt Bay Fire wasn't too enthused. They have a nearby site and a nearby business also wasn't very happy. City Councilwoman Natalie Arroyo basically said they'll be vetted and evicted if they're not good tenants. Saw that story on North Coast News. Well, here's a headline from Kim Kemp. The suspect called a cab to escape. Dude who allegedly had meth and a gun on him up in Arcata was arrested for hit and run, rolling away in a cab before a cop flicked on the lights and sirens. A guy from Eureka was arrested for potentially filming women in the Target restroom. Turns out the suspect in his 40s was on parole and a registrant. That's what Chief Watson told North Coast News. Wow, so how about that beautiful dollhouse lookalike of the Carson Mansion? Super detailed, looks just like that towering Old Town Eureka structure with green trim. So just last week, the Facebook page Victorian Houses shared the Carson Mansion dollhouse, getting something like 4,000 likes. I reached out to the dollhouse maker, Ron James. He's a retired truck driver over there in Florida. I'll let you hear his answers to my questions. I saw pictures of it on the internet there. It just looked like the fanciest house in the world, and I was wondering if I could build it. Mostly cedar wood. I framed it out of cedar. It's built just like a regular stick house, one-twelfth the scale. It's got to be like five foot or so. How long did it take you to build it? A year and a half, every day, 10, 12 hours a day. I was proud of it. That was a lot of work for me. <laughs> it's in Portland, Oregon. A guy named Mark Parker, CEO of Nike Corporation. Yeah, he likes strange things. He has a lot of weird stuff in his collection. Uh, that one went for over 32000 And how many dollhouses have you built? Oh, probably 13. I got one in my shop now that I never put up for sale. My wife liked that one, so I kept that one. The CEO of friggin' Nike owns the $32,000 Carson Mansion dollhouse? That's incredible. Only in Humboldt shared a picture of the dollhouse, too. Top comment there was, 
only males are allowed to play with it. Like, touche. A little reference to the uh, Ingo Mar Club and the Carson Mansion in the past not allowing women to be members. Until recent years, the Ingomar Club had been a rich man sausage party dating back to the 50s. I guess uh, back in the 70s, there was a lawsuit that made it so women could go there on Sundays or if they were invited to a special event. Yeah, I found this old L.A. Times article from the 70s about how a female member of the Coastal Commission here brought that issue to the forefront after she was excluded from a meeting at the Carson Mansion. Again, women allowed to attend events there as of the 70s, but not be members, and their controversies haven't just been limited to that. There were some 2011 Times Standard articles referencing a female employee for the Ingomar Club saying she was sexually harassed by an assistant manager. Part of this was that she said the guy wanted to hunt and mount her that he harassed her after she didn't want a personal relationship and he called her a fucking bitch. According to this article, an anonymous source said at least 20 members resigned in relation to all that. And this woman was apparently fired after filing this lawsuit seven and a half years into employment there. And it looks like another woman joined her in this lawsuit with similar allegations against the Ingomar Club. Uh, After researching that a bit, I found a 2015 press release, which looks like they reached a confidential settlement so if you go over to the official club website you can take a nice little virtual tour of the mansion but definitely no information there about their changes in membership requirements over the years allowing women now i reached out to the president of the ingomar club a woman named karen pinchitore she said As a private club, they have guidelines, bylaws, and policies that don't allow them to be in on an article about membership or events at the mansion. That would come as no surprise to a lot of people out there. I mean, the Ingomar Club has really been known to be a hush-hush thing since the beginning. But when I replied, I did mention the misinformation about males only that was heavily liked on that post. This is what I wrote. Uh, I've concluded from my research that as far back as at least 2010, the earliest I could find in a Tri-City Weekly article, membership no longer requires riches or maleness. It's just about references and good standing. I think it's important to show that sort of progress as a society reflected in Humboldt's most prestigious and mysterious club, especially right now with the national conversation about Harvey Weinstein and the hashtag MeToo. I estimate the club would like to distance itself from its male-only past, as well as the uh, harassment lawsuit that was confidentially settled in 2015. As a female president of Ingomar, I'm wondering if you could comment on that progress. It doesn't have to be specific, I'm just looking for some wise words moving forward on that matter. No response. Now, personally, I think it would have been a good opportunity there to say the easy thing like, gender equality, good, sexual harassment, bad. It's 2017, but yeah, silence. So uh, if she does answer me, I'll update this podcast. I did, however, chat with a woman who's worked for the Ingomar Club for several years. Anonymously, she said this. What I've experienced is that it's like a huge family. Everyone treats each other with respect. I really love the members. There are some super sweet people there. I don't know all the members, but I know a lot of them. And more on the mansion, in this 2010 Tri-City Weekly interview, historian Ray Hillman called the Carson Mansion the second most photographed house in the country, second to the White House. And he also said if the Ingomar Club had not purchased it back in the 50s, it probably would not be here anymore. And that would be shitty. 
The Carson Mansion was built in the 1880s. It's featured in media all over the world. It's been used as the framework for a zillion haunted houses since it was built. And there's even a replica of it in friggin' Disneyland. And furthering that point of being appreciative in that regard, here's the end of a comment on redheaded black belt made earlier this year after the mansion suffered some wind damage. So after mentioning the controversies they've faced over membership in the past, History First partially wrote, I'd rather have a unique building with an interesting history than a slab of asphalt burying our history. In that same Tri-City Weekly article I've been talking about, the then president of the Ingemar Club said, quote, We're absolutely happy to welcome more women to the Ingemar Club. What we're looking for is people of good character. You don't have to be rich. End quote. Again, that was written in 2010. Uh, I can only guess they've changed their bylaws and guidelines on discussing membership in the media since then. All I know is the last time I was walking around Old Town with my family and I looked at the Carson Mansion, they said, what's the story behind that place? Uh, didn't have much for them, but I'm glad I have a little more to tell them now. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to podcast partners Ferndale Music Company with Chris Smither playing at the Old Steeple on the 29th. And Bongo Boy Studio, the Gatehouse Well, just wrapped up their album there. They're playing at the Sanctuary in Arcata on the 27th. Remember, you can connect in all the ways at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Like Humboldt Last Week on Facebook if you dig this. My name is Miles. I really appreciate any kind of feedback that you have. It makes this thing so much better. I love that. Um, tell a friend, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.